Greetings, my friends, and welcome to the next episode of Hard Water Radio, Highly Functional Edition. My name is Jason Archer, broadcasting live from the umbrella of Hard Water One here in the Valley of the Sun. I'm joined today by the one and only super talented Dr. Brianne Showman Brown. She's going to be sharing with us today all things retraining patterns. So, how's it going? Awesome. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So let's start off with just this general concept of retraining patterns. So maybe you can break it down for those of us who don't really understand what it means and just explain what it is you're talking about when you say retraining patterns. So essentially retraining patterns is teaching your body how to move in the best possible, efficient, and effective way from point A to point B, regardless of what activity you're doing in your day-to-day life or your fitness life. You know, with humans sharing like 98, 99% of their genetic makeup with chimpanzees, right, we're basically tool-using animals, right? And so my argument is, or I might counter you by saying, you know what, the tool that I'm gonna use today is called a chair, and it's always gonna be available to me. So why do I need to know how to sit in a squat? It doesn't make any sense to me, I'll just sit in a chair. Or tonight I'll sleep in a bed. Or if there's something on the top shelf, you know what? I have a step ladder. Why do I need to be able to extend my arm all the way overhead, right? Why do I need to do these mobility drills? I mean, so from a just a layperson standpoint, I think you know as as life has gotten easier and more convenient, right? And we continue to lose this sort of range that we don't use because we have the tools. I think your job as a PT is to say, hey, you know, let me show you why this is really important. What what do you say about that? I'd say you're 100% correct in the factor of, yes, we do have these things to make us make things easier, so why not just go with it? For a functional day-to-day basis, yes, that probably works just fine for the most part. The problem that we get into, though, is when we sit all the time. From a musculoskeletal standpoint, not even getting into the systemic problems it can cause, it shuts our glutes down. Mm. What that means is we don't know how to fire them. So anytime we are going to lift a child, lift a laundry basket, lift a box, bend down for a piece of paper off the floor, we're firing our back muscles where we should be firing our glutes. So time after time after time, you're straining those back muscles essentially. Translate this into the gym. In the CrossFit world, you go to do a deadlift, you go to do a clean, a snatch, anything you're pulling from the floor, you're firing those back muscles 90 to 100% of the time versus using your glutes to get you there. It's a back injury waiting to happen. Not even at the gym, you do this time after time after time with your infant, your toddler, same thing. You're going to be injuring your back because you don't know how to fire those glutes properly. I will say the majority of people I see in my clinic, athlete or non-athlete, don't know how to fire their glutes. And I'm retraining their, teaching them how to get those firing because all they know how to do is fire their back muscles when they're going, when they're trying to stand up. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I've, I've noticed that a lot, especially in CrossFit gyms, right? Because we do so much uh, intensity and volume or some combination thereof. Um, and a lot of times it's posterior chain. It's a yeah. lot of posterior chain work, right? Um, and, and you can watch athletes when they deadlift, for example, um, you'll notice if you look at the uh, erectors, the muscles that run along either side of the, of the spine, that at the lower part of that erector, right where, the, you know, that lower back piece is, those, you know, this, the L2, L3, L4, whatever, you'll see two big, enormous lumps jumping out of their, you know, their back. I call them shark fins. <laughs> Right, and it's evidence that that a lot of athletes are pulling using those lower back muscles, those erectors, rather than like keeping a nice 
neutral spine under that really heavy load and then extending from the hip. So is that kind of what you're talking about when you're talking about firing patterns? Exactly, exactly. When someone's firing their glutes right, you should not have much strain at all with any of those pulling lifts. Um, Like I know for myself, I rarely, rarely have any back soreness at all after deadlifts, even after doing a one rep max Mm -hmm. or a five rep max because I'm lifting, I'm firing the glutes, I'm firing the hamstrings to stand me up versus 90% of the athletes I'm with at the gym are so sore the next day in their back because they were firing their back muscles the entire time. To take this to day-to-day life, I have a client right now, he injured his back standing up from a chair and literally it's because he can't fire his glutes right, he was firing his back to get that extension standing up. So that's just a normal daily function that we stand up from chairs. If you're going to be sitting in a chair, you have to stand up from one. So we need to know how to move properly regardless of how we're moving. As basically a form of protection. So that's interesting. So I'm going to ask you a question that's a little bit off topic, but not really because we're talking about the back and we're talking about retraining patterns. And I'm, I'm just curious about this. It's really interesting to watch shorter athletes <laughs> versus taller athletes like myself, like I would consider you a shorter athlete, right? <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> right? At five foot and change, right? I'm, I'm six foot and change. And so let's say we're both doing deadlifts, for example. You know, you've got this perfect little compact form because you're this like perfect little compact athlete. And I'm this big lanky monster of a deadlifter, right? Not really not really a, a classically built deadlifter, you, would, you might say, right? But the the problem that I see, or the thing that a lot of people don't think about, that I tend to think about is the mechanics of that, right? So when I'm looking at my spine and I'm looking at your spine, we have the same number of vertebrae. So how does that translate when my lever is so much longer than your lever, right? And I'm out here on the edge of this long lever and you have this shorter lever, lever, but you have the same number of vertebrae, you have the same amount of bracing, and yet I, I don't. I mean, do you see that being an issue? as athletes, you know, get heavier and heavier loads or higher and higher intensities on the bar? Yeah, it's going to play a role a little bit, but your body's still your body. The muscles are still there. Should be still there in the same position (laughs) in each person. It just may not be firing. (laughs) It's just a matter of firing them properly. And whether you're five foot or six foot, you still need to know how to fire the muscles properly. Yes, the shorter person under those movements may have more power. They may move a little bit more efficiently because it's a shorter lever, but it doesn't mean that that taller person can't move in the with the right patterns, with the right muscle firing. Yeah, and it, it would seem to me that, you know, if height was an issue and we have the same skeletal structure, the taller athlete's going to be a little bit more spread out, which is going to require a, a better knowledge of, of how those back muscles are joining, you know, the, the lower portion of the body and how the glutes are firing and how the whole system comes together to work as one. And it, it seems like it would be magnified in that situation over, say, a shorter athlete who maybe didn't have the same concerns. I say you're right there. Uh, a lot of times with the longer, lengthier athletes, you almost see more of a decreased coordination almost at times. Mm-hmm that they just need to learn how to stabilize and control their bodies a little bit more so because they are there's longer lever arms, there's longer vectors essentially that need to be uh, moving. So it just requires a little bit more of more stability, more control in those people to learn that coordination, learn those patterns in order to really stabilize 
those lengthened areas. Then is this something that you would recommend someone start basically trying to correct on their own or is this something that you know is going to require the trained eye of a PT or some some type of professional? It requires a trained eye. A lot of people that even just I'll give them simple cues and they can't figure out how to get their glutes firing right. It can take days, weeks, months at times to actually get them to fire their glutes right, to teach those glutes how they're supposed to work to really shut down those extensors. If they're so stuck in these patterns, if their body's so stuck in their, these patterns, it can take a long time for them to figure out how to actually move properly. How does knowing about retraining patterns help an athlete become highly functional? Essentially, it keeps the injury risk down. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that, Brianne. Appreciate your time today. That's going to do it for today's episode of Highly Functional with Dr. Brianne Brown. Be sure and check her out at getyourfixpt.com. Be sure and hit up CrossFit FSI if you're looking for a workout in the Scottsdale area and CrossFit North Phoenix if you're looking for one in the Deer Valley area. Get your apparel fix at hardwater.com and we will see you in the next episode.